0: Have we ever had this combo? Talk about Pop music.
1: I don't no, think we is, have. This I, this this new, I think this is
0: a new this is a new combo. I think this is it. We about to go wow. off the rails.
1: To the Outpost Podcast, we're gonna have a great show today. We've got me, Miss Lacy. We've got Marcus D. Darkus. We've got we have Daffirmation. That's right, and we've got Derek. We're gonna get right to this. I've got this for you. It's quite heavy, of course, as always. Oh my gosh! Perfect. Oh, wow. Thank mailbag. you. Okay, Thud.
0: cool. Thud. All right. Thud what what do we got?
1: What do we got in the mailbag? What it's community, community question
0: questions? time, and it it's a, these are good ones. These are good ones. So why don't we just dive in? What is something that you think is important that you preach to other people, but you utterly fail to do yourself? Oh, Ooh, no. that's a good one. Let me pull out my Rolodex of those things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Drive safely.
1: Ooh. Yeah, true that. Ooh. Yeah. True that. I'm, I'm guilty. Of texting and driving.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, well, there's, well,
2: I don't do that as much. I've I been known to... to do that, but very, very rarely. My alarm goes off in my head. When mm-hmm. anyone is texting and driving or has their phone up for mm-hmm. any reason. I'm talking more about just being psycho savage on the road. That's more my style. Mm-hmm.
1: Psycho savage. Like, you don't want me behind
2: you. That and, and That's what his license plate says. Psycho savage. Yeah. Yeah. That's I accept this.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I text and drive more than I should.
0: I turned on that feature really where it bad. like locks your phone down mm-hmm. and you have to like physically tell it I am not driving.
1: Yes. It's actually pretty effective mm-hmm.
0: until you just figure out, you can just say, I'm not driving. We should and make a like, pact
2: oh, today why? that we're not going to do that because I mean, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Does like
0: choosing a playlist on
3: Spotify account as texting?
1: That's a good question. Yes. Do oh that. my gosh.
2: I do that, but I don't text and drive. Distracted driving is what they call it.
1: What else do I do? I know that I preach to people to not procrastinate and I procrastinate Mm -hmm. you know oh you got that project due in three weeks you should probably start now yeah you know what just make little steps towards it and you'll have it done by the end such
0: great it's so good in in like thought and theory but yes
1: I just prefer to do it in the last
0: 15 minutes and then cry and then hate myself during that 15 minutes yes
1: torture and shame
0: why do I will never do this again until it happens inevitably again
1: Okay, what else? Staffron, will you pick one of the, uh, will you pick another community question? Will you pick it from down deep in the bag? If I can read it. Just pick it, pick a good one. Just grab it and hand it to Derek.
3: All right, folks, I don't have my reading
2: glasses. So, my gosh, here, I'll just uh, take it from you.
0: What type of bear is best? What
2: type of bear? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, as in beats *Battlestar Galactica*.
1: Yeah, bear. Uh-huh. Which,
2: I like bear claw. Bear is best.
1: ooh, bear claw. Yeah. We're
2: gonna go with bear claw.
1: Uh-huh. False. Black bear. <laughs> oh. Okay, Dwight. Teddy bear. <laughs> False.
2: Black bear. Koala bear. <laughs> koala
0: bear. Oh, All bears are Mark? scary. Good answer. Koala bear.
1: Is a sloth a bear? I know. No, is sloth. It just, a sloth?
0: I think so. That's a sloth.
1: <laughs> don't laugh at me. I'm it's like the same, same kind. <laughs> I gotta laugh
0: at you. Question or just a joke? It's <laughs> a sloth a bear. <laughs> a yeah. Okay. Now, see, you see how ridiculous that question was. I don't know.
1: A it's bear
3: Maybe come out of hibernation early in the starving half of the Is
1: well, a baby. sloth a monkey? Like it's kind of monkeyish.
0: Should we look it up? i uh, pretty sure I it's a sloth it's its own
1: category. it's its own category the sloth it looks monkey bearish monkey bear sloth
0: bear actually comes up on a google search
1: see you Interesting. think i'm some
0: sort of does it have like a D
2: illustration That's urban dictionary or is it like a real right thing there, dude.
0: let's see here sloths of the present day are arebral arboreal mammals that means
1: they live in the trees Arboreal. Uh,
0: da, 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 Dang, Lacey, coming in with the. I don't. I don't. <laughs> science, right there. I don't see anything. Bear she blinded related. me with All
1: right. science. All, All right, right next question.
0: A common train of thought I've been encountering recently says you have to pay your dues for at least ten to twenty years Whoa. by doing something you don't like before you can have permission to actually pursue what you are gifted at. I understand the wisdom in steady employment and in growing your skills by working in different industries. But I like to hear Oneb's take on the whole subject of when should someone start pursuing their creativity? Oh, I think we can all agree on the answer. And the answer is now. 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 Yep. yeah, I'm Definitely now.
2: We were all taught or many of us were taught to work on the things that you're not good at. Like mm-hmm. you got to work. I got to work on that. Right? Mm-hmm. I got I to do better at that. We don't believe that. We believe that you bolster your strengths, become the best at the thing that you love the most, and then delegate to other people the other things, right? I don't think you spend time doing things that you hate and you're terrible at. Go do the thing that you love right now mm-hmm. before you die. Exactly, did life he,
1: is so short. Did he just give me permission to procrastinate?
2: Yes. That's no. I 100%
1: interpreted it. <laughs> Zero chance of that. Roll the tape back, please. <laughs> Because that's something I'm bad at. So do I not have to work on it since I'm bad at it?
2: No, you're actually quite good at procrastinating.
1: Ah, that's
2: oh, a good look point.
0: At
1: that.
2: <laughs> this is fun. This has been a roller coaster. <laughs> I love it
1: here's the thing that I see sometimes is that people want to do their own projects and they want to work on their own thing. And they think that they need to have so much time to be working on it. Mm -hmm. When in actuality, if they just spent some time working on it, it would blossom into more and more.
0: That's like the first question for me is once, what is one thing that you, you think is super important, you preach it, but you don't actually do it. And I have to say that that's probably pursuing my passions and that sort of stuff. Honestly, because
1: I tell people
0: a lot of things. I mean, I would love to be in a musical. That'd Mm -hmm. be great. I think I'd have a blast doing that, but I've never done it. Mm-hmm. To it. But to it's every time. people, I'm like, yeah, you should absolutely go do that. I'm going to encourage you to go do that. I'm going to support you to go do that. But like, I them. don't do it myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just one example. But
1: mm-hmm. well, at the same time, I can go off that because I own a social media marketing company. Right. And so what do I do? I go around marketing everybody else, mm-hmm. even though it's my company. I go around marketing everybody else when my real dream is to, you know, actually have a large following and being able to have a channel that has a wide reach and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But I don't do it. I don't do it so much for myself. I'll do it for everybody else. Well, preparatory work is okay. Kids
0: have holes in their shoes or something like that.
1: So you think that that's preparatory work as opposed to like, um, you know, sacrificing and not doing
2: it. Pursuing your dream doesn't mean you arrive the second you decide to, it means climb. Right. And so to get to the top of the mountain, What that means is you don't have to spend 20 years circling the base of the mountain Mm -hmm. before you get to climb. It means climb now, but you don't reach the top until you pay your dues. That's what I mean. And so if you're going to have that dream, all those other things are contributing to that. So you're climbing. Mm -hmm. What you're not doing is working at the post office while you're thinking about that. That's true.
1: Mm -hmm. Still honing skills. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think too, like you want to do things where you can, I think- a lot of the previous generations, that sort of the idea was that you work really hard for the first 50 years of your life, 60 years of your life, 70 years of your life, and then you get to go have fun. Mm-hmm. Then you get to go do all this You retire. You're when you're 70. When you no, you're that's... 70. And
1: your body's decrepit. Yeah. No offense to any 70-year-olds.
0: Yeah, but like, <laughs> <laughs> your body's beautiful. But yeah, I mean, everybody
1: Yours waits too, until that do problem. that.
0: The, the .5 70-year-olds that are listening
3: to this... <laughs>
1: mark's dad his parents are watching us i know
3: (laughs) listening now that's right
1: okay what else what else we got in there
0: do you want to add anything to that Daphne? you were getting ready to and what was the let's see and i jumped in front of line
1: basically Uh, like do you have to pay your dues just working hard doing something else before you pursue your own dreams and passions
0: yeah
3: i would say no i'd say Time is the most valuable commodity. Mm. Yes. So I would encourage people not to waste it. And But it's hard though. Like, you know, everybody's got responsibilities with work and home. And, you know, it's troublesome for me to even like, like yesterday, I wanted a bike ride, but everything was fighting against that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to get all these clothes on. Oh, it's. Yeah, there's I always don't want to get all sweaty and tired and I don't want to, you know, it's just like all these excuses. There's always something, right? Yeah. Then
0: there will always, always be something. and then There I will never not be I, something.
3: Yeah, I went through it and I came back to work and I did this on my lunch break and I felt way better. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. revived.
1: I've danced most of my life and it's been you know, a good, Oh geez. I mean, eight years or so since I've done it steadily. And the other night I was like, I just need to get some physical energy out, you know, mm-hmm. and that really is such a good outlet for me. So I just like, I'm a millennial. So I had to record it and post it right. you know, just to prove, validate prove that, that it actually <laughs> existed. <laughs> um, so, you know, I like set it up and I played a song and I just kind of worked on a little bit of technique stuff that I haven't done in a long time and posted it up there. And that felt really good just to do it because it's something that I love it's something that I'm good at and it's something that I don't give myself permission to do very often Mm -hmm. and you know what I was most surprised about I wasn't even that sore the next day like I was doing like technique that takes kicking my leg up you Mm -hmm. know and like the next day I had just a little bit of soreness but not much you feeling good yeah
0: that's awesome that's awesome. Ah, to be young again.
1: <laughs> Instead of decrepit. What but did she say, Mark? I can't hear it. I can't hear <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like movement. Okay, what else we got in there? All right. Well, let me
0: look at My the bottom. There's one different. hanging out here at the bottom. Let me just bend down and pick it up. Oh, yeah. There it is. It's wrinkled. Oh, yeah. I got to like, is this gum?
1: Might be. This is
0: definitely gum. Okay. Oh, it's it's, it's bubble gum. Yum.
1: Mm, I can smell it. It's
0: ABC. <laughs> What creative work, art, music, book, movie, game, et cetera, do you like that is broadly disliked? Mm. If no ideas, is there something you've watched, seen, heard, read that you were surprised that you liked? Can Mm. I kick this one off? Yes. So I was in an art class way back in the day, back when I was in college, way back when. Just kidding. wasn't that long ago. And there was an artist we were asked to do a report on, and his name is Jeff Koons. Um, Mm. Is anybody familiar with Jeff Koons? Okay, you know who Jeff Koons is. And his art style is called Kitsch. Okay. So there was this one piece of art. It looks like a trinket you would see in your grandmother's china cabinet. It's a, it's a pink panther in Jane Mainsfield, who was a big a kind of sex bombshell back in the 40s before she tragically died. They were intertwined, and I was just like, this is so weird and just really, mm-hmm. really ugly. I'm like, how can anybody consider this art, much less want to buy it or even make it? Mm-hmm. Then like I actually got into it and I actually like paid attention and I actually started to look at it and started to break it apart. And it was actually really interesting to kind of see how the tale is and like how they're intertwined and these sort of things. If you're listening to the podcast, definitely go look it up.
1: What's um, it called again?
0: I don't remember the name of the piece itself, but it is a figurine of Jane Mainsfield with and Pink Panther. Yeah. You know. But okay. I just remember writing it, and it was one of those things that was like I at the very beginning I was like, this is I'm not gonna like this at all because mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense to me it's ugly it's like a meaningless medium right it's just ceramic whatever but at the end i actually really liked it it was really interesting all ceramics are meaningless <laughs> oh. All mugs, oh, well. i'm so sorry to all the people <laughs> who are Sanders currently doing pottery while well, listening to this you're valued Gosh. we love you
1: who else has one
2: what creative work
0: that you like that is broadly disliked or you could flip that around okay
2: if you want so I have both. When it applies to music, I don't listen to anything that you pretty much would ever hear on the radio. Okay. Top 40, anything contemporary, anything pop, I don't like any of it. Because? Mm-hmm. I Why? just don't like any of it. It's like... Too over With Russell Sprouts, with motor oil. Ew. Yikes, yeah, that exactly. Is uh-huh. And that I is And I do like orchestral scores, but I go even deeper. Sometimes I'll listen to like orchestral, like... Ambient um, music? No, like Tchaikovsky. Oh, yeah. Classic music. And I used to hate it. And I kind of have grown into it Mm -hmm. because there's incredible depth there. And I think I'm pretty much in the minority there. Well, I I think there's a lot of people that also like that music. But when I say a lot, I don't mean a lot.
1: Right. It wouldn't be on Spotify's top 100 playlist. Yeah.
2: I mean, those playlists do have a good amount. But... Cardi B has more followers than all of the classic combined. Yeah.
1: You're probably right. And
2: I,
0: yeah. What's your favorite orchestral score to listen to? Give us us some recommendations. Or what are you listening to now?
2: But there's a lot of Mm -hmm. mediocre movies that have incredible scores. Mm -hmm. And I feel really bad for those composers because road to perdition wasn't necessarily a terrible movie, but it also isn't, you know, one of the biggest hits of all time. Mm hmm. The score to Road to Perdition is amazing. Mm. It's one of my favorites of all time. And the movie is, eh, I don't even think about the movie. The score is incredible, and it's it just ignites my creativity.
3: Hmm. I, I think this, everybody's got opinions, but then people listening might be tempted to think, well, that's just them because they're older or they're younger, mm-hmm. you know? And part of that happens with age, like you lose interest in certain things, like, When I was a kid in the 80s and we were skateboarding and BMXing, there was a brand called Life's a Beach. Mm -hmm. I had shorts that had George Jetson on them. And (laughs) I'm sure my parents were like, what in the world? That's a cartoon. (laughs) But a lot of people may not know about it, but I pay attention to fashion. I try to. And, you know, there's a brand called Drew. I think it's Justin Bieber's clothing line. I don't understand it at all. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like this smiley face, and then there's and another you're not one into it. You're not feeling it. Teddy Fresh. Mm-hmm. These things just look so dorky to me. Like Supreme, but maybe? the kids no, not Supreme. Yeah, different. The kids like it, and it's popular. And and then even like Kanye West, his merch, it's just ugly. It's like so this. It's part brutalism. I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Brutalism is this movement, you know, this art movement that it doesn't make sense to me. But who am I? Like I'm not the authority on it, so. Mm-hmm. It, it all comes down to, like, subjectivity. and, But I will say one thing about the movie industry. I cannot stand, and this is, y'all going to hate me. Okay. I'm ready these to These Marvel hate. movies are so <sighs> stupid. Like, really? How many do we have to keep showing movies? I like movies like What's Eating Gilbert Grape? That, mm-hmm. to me, was an amazing movie. Where there's some Leo.
1: Look at him looking around for reactions I, from us about I Gilbert Grape. These things blowing
3: up and CG graphics and landing with your fist hitting the ground. Like, dude, I've seen it. Like.
1: I would like to see you after this podcast posed with your fist on the ground and we can yeah, use that as the cover is, there of this everybody episode. Goes.
3: Everybody hates me now. I like it. everybody. Everybody <laughs> listening is like, just super get that girl out of there. really popular right now. Oh, I know. So they are. You can be that's one. That's what I'm saying. Like, It's super popular and people are like, what are you on crack? You don't like that? I like the first Iron Man. I thought the Batman with Heath Ledger was mind blowing. Okay. That was my next question. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you think about so those I more do...
0: dramatic, serious I superhero films? I, I think
3: that's just more of me shopping out of my own closet. That's an... That appeals to me where there's more drama and it's darker and maybe a little bit, I don't know. But, okay. Yeah. yeah. And all the podcasts people
2: we are like, don't you ever bring him on here again? No, <laughs> he's a hater.
3: No, I don't think what you're gonna find his like movies. He, our community
2: would agree with you that they're very hit and miss. There have been some amazing ones, there and there's been. some that are I terrible.
0: Green lantern.
2: I cannot watch <laughs> a DC movie at all right now. Like yeah. they're all bad. You know maybe i'll get burned to the ground by the community for this but i don't Burn like any him of, like aquaman with jason momoa yeah. i wish i could get my money back i didn't even i didn't even pay to watch it actually i think i streamed it somewhere and, and i'm like, like i want my time back. 15 minutes in, i'm like this is the most expensive waste of money yeah. ever in the world give that money to charity water somebody's going to help some people yeah. because this is horrible mm-hmm. yeah and I don't know. It, some of it is very subjective. You're right. Yeah. But there's some amazing story-driven movies though too, and some of the CG and some of the things they're doing, they're experimenting with, yeah. is really mind-blowing. And there's creative application for what they're doing. Yeah. And they're like, inspiring a lot of these movies from books and stories that it came through the 80s and the 90s, and and some of them are executed really poorly, and some of them are executed really well. Right? Yeah. Like, like I can't. I don't like any of the Transformers
3: movies. No. And no. You're none talking of them. About books like from. That new one that's maybe out in theaters now with uh, the Jack London book with Harrison Ford. Call the wild. Call the wild yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. I read that book and it was amazing. And I'm like, but then I'm like looking at this dog and it's like full so CG fake looking. I'm yeah. Going, Can we not do a little better?
1: I just didn't mind it. though. They made Homeward Bound I, with
3: real I'm animals. Come on, now though. was it?
1: I didn't mind it. I thought. Oh, okay. I mean, the dog was full CG, and so you just had to kind of accept that. You
0: just get over that,
1: and uh-huh. then you're okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't
3: know.
1: Okay, I have can one. I, but- can I add
0: to something? Can I add to that? Because yes. we're talking about movies. There, the the Oscar winner for Best Picture, Parasite. I thought I was going to hate that movie because it had subtitles. Because mm-hmm. I don't like reading subtitles, but I freaking loved that movie. You
1: did. We were trying to decide if we were going to. It's
0: go. so amazing. I would well, highly recommend he it. He told me about
3: that, and then I watched it. I think it was on the trailer, the subtitles, and I'm like, I yeah. don't know, man.
0: Am I going to be able to make it? And now I'm like, man, how many other movies have I not seen? Because I'm like, ugh, subtitles, mm-hmm. gross.
1: Oh, I have to use my I brain. Have I have to read. I can't just experience the I want story.
0: entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Don't make me work. So anyway, I didn't, I didn't mean to detract okay, from what we're headed, Here's but... one
1: thing that I like that maybe not a lot of other people like. Weird Al Yankovic.
0: I love Weird Al. Yeah, he's fun.
1: I don't know if that's widely accepted, but I'm a big Weird Al fan.
2: Nice. He's a great singer, surprisingly. I connect with his early stuff Mm -hmm. when I was younger, and I still connect with it. And I think that the stuff that came after... I don't connect with as much. I just kind of disconnected at a certain point.
1: I would agree. I mean, it's been a while since I've heard anything new from him that I cared about. But when I was young, we would go on road trips, my family. We went on one called the Around the Nation Vacation, we called it. Oh, my it. gosh. Okay. It
0: sounds part amazing, also possibly part torture.
1: It was crazy. Um, <laughs>
0: Weird Al groupies?
1: <laughs> no, no. But we listened to Does it Weird while we groupies? drove. I'm curious. We listened to it while we drove, right? And so we're like a really big Star Wars family, and all his Star Wars songs, we like just would sing constantly
2: y-o-d-a yoda
1: yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> that's,
2: that's
3: fun that's a good way to pass the time right so
1: there. and i so i've always loved that he came to the clark county fair here in washington quite a while ago but that was like a really fun experience for and me. you
3: kids were in the back you weren't going are
0: we there yet you were singing weird
3: Alley exactly
1: kids, man. uh-huh smart my mom's parents, a smart, smart woman hmm.
0: he did a cover of a george harrison song oh my and his his voice is really good. I would really if you if you like Weird Al, <laughs> definitely definitely hit his deep cuts. You know.
1: All right, I'm ready <laughs> to segue to cuts. our main topic. So, Derek, can you give us our segue sound?
0: Ba-dum, 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 bum, bum. It's time for main topic. Beautiful.
1: Oh, I loved good it. Job,
0: Derek. Thank you. Incredible. I will be in a musical soon.
1: I hope so. <laughs> I really do. Okay, so today's main topic it's about skin. Skin. Thick skin. Thick. Specifically.
0: Two C's. Two, three, two
1: C's. Okay, thick, so... Thick,
3: chap th- skin. My skin's a little dried out.
1: So we're talking about thick skin. What is it? Why is it important to develop as a creative? How do you develop it as a creative? So I want to start with what it is. Okay, so I have a handy-dandy definition, but yeah, let's hear you all here. try.
0: What is thick skin? <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. What are we talking about when we're talking about getting a thick skin?
0: The ability to not take it personally
1: okay I like that, it That
0: would be that would be my definition yeah my mind goes to the relationship between client designer
1: okay
3: can't help but not go there but yeah not take it personal take their feedback not be too married to the work be able to you know, be objective yeah mm-hmm. hear their feedback without reacting negatively
1: mark you have anything else to add not
2: respond emotionally but try to look at, at it for what it is not be defensive
1: Okay. So here's some of the things that I looked at. So thick skin is a form of developed mental or emotional toughness. So kind of like an outer coating that lets an individual take criticism without taking it personally right? Basically having a good relationship with criticism of your creativity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to go one by one around here and tell, Uh-oh, tell me spot. how thick you think your skin is. It's zero to 10, zero. You have zero thick skin means that if somebody said something bad about your work, you're crying in the corner. Okay. 10. Somebody says something bad about your work. You're like, great. Thank you. Tell me more. I know I can make it better. Like okay?
0: Sarcastically. Like
1: sarcastically. <laughs> no. Like, Thanks. No. Oh,
0: totally work. No, 10 okay. would be
1: like a really good. If you're a different level and you're just sarcastic back to them, that's a different. That's probably that's like a, a one score. or a two. Okay. Oh, that's okay. a good point. It mm-hmm. would be a reaction like that. Mm-mm.
0: Okay. Getting, Derek, getting you go deep.
1: first. What's Gosh. your score? How thick is your skin? I
0: don't think my thin, right, I don't think my thin is very Sick. skin. I'd probably put myself at maybe like a six, six and a half.
1: Okay. That's pretty good. I
0: would say, I mean, I, I can take it. I'll, I may internalize that and take it personally, but I, I don't think I'll ever project it back as being personal does that make sense like it just i will take a it personally deep, dark
1: soul of your heart and you yeah, punish yourself for I it i do
0: i sit in my soul dungeon
1: okay and i wallow so maybe you're outwardly a six and maybe you're inwardly like a four i might
0: go for that because i mean i do think if somebody gives me criticism i think i can take the criticism and I make it a little defensive depending on what the criticism is. I concur. <laughs> but I realize that 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 emotional reaction that I have is not valuable anywhere. And so I try my best to just try to internalize that and process it separately.
1: Mm-hmm. So Okay. Yeah. All right. What about you, Duff? I think six. You put yourself in a S- nice six.
0: Same thing. Like
3: I can't necessarily hide it. Like if I'm butthurt about something, it's you can probably read it on my face and you know, we have to put this into practice all the time, dealing with clients and... Even us, even, even oh, each other in the office. A good yeah. point. Yeah, we even tend to get sometimes a little irritated, with the, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Defensive.
3: Yeah, defensive, breaking down work from an internal perspective before it even goes client-facing. The remedy is just to remove subjectivity from it, try to provide a sound rationale. You know, I'm not going to belabor this, but client-facing work, That's the whole game. Like communication is 80% of it and remove those barriers instead of asking questions like, do you like this Mm logo? Or do you say, you know, here are the objectives. We met them and here's how this meets this objective. And this says that, and this says that, would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yes or no? Like,
1: so that's interesting. mm -hmm. So it's not just thick skin. It's developing communication styles that allow you to get around yeah criticism if you can explain your work and communicate it in a way that Mm -hmm. people understand then -hmm. there is less subjectivity yeah smart
3: and it's hard because this could go back to one of those earlier questions like we don't always put that into practice Mm -hmm. even though we know better like it's just (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know default is like okay we know what to do we know the best move let's just do it and then hope and pray that the client will see it but
0: and, and and we as humans are just like purely emotional beings too, right? Everybody's yep. everybody's emotional whether or not they say they are. Crave acceptance and, mm-hmm. and that that's wants. just that's just humanity that's being human. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, Mark, what do you think? What's your score 0 to 10? As it relates to tough skin
2: design work?
1: Okay, I yes. I think I'm a 10. Really?
2: I do. I challenge acceptance. And I and I think Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I don't take it personally if people don't like my design work as it relates to graphic design, visual language development, Mm -hmm. I have learned to be objective about it because I have been broken so many times. Mm. I just have been been in the saddle long and I really do. I really do believe this. Like I don't, I don't have any issue looking at it from somebody else's perspective or listening to their suggestions. doesn't mean I'm not going to continue to provide rationale and, and disagree, but I don't get my feelings hurt. Now, if you take this into like game design, somebody hates vindication. I'm I'm not a Ted anymore. Now you've gone mm-hmm. to I'm like a seven or an eight, just because I don't think my confidence is at the same level. Mm. Now, granted, when you have hundreds and hundreds of people play test something, you know it's solid and there's rationale and some of the feedback you're getting is not informed feedback, it's knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. You know But it's also then you've invested like what was that? Three years to make that
3: game? That's a long. And and a On
1: one yeah. project, yeah. To-
3: Somebody to come along with the amount of hours that you've been exhausting yourself—that that would be.
2: But see, nothing that we do is for everyone, and yeah. so you kind of have to look at it from a distance. I mean, business is like that. Life is like that. You know, what if I make dinner that my daughters don't like? Does that mm-hmm. mean I'm a bad human? She just doesn't like it. You know, mm-hmm. if a guest comes over to my house and they don't like the temperature of the water that I give them. <laughs> do I take it personally or I just get them the water that they want? Right. Like there's a logical part of it and there's an emotional part of it Mm -hmm. and they're both important, but I don't get my self value out of what I do as much as I, as I used to. My self value is inherent. I, I really do believe that. I think everybody's valuable just because they're a human being and they're different, right? You don't have to respect in the same way that I was taught you know, you're just a human being. You're worthy of of a a level of respect there. You know, your behavior says a lot about that too. But when I, when I look at graphic design work, it's very much my craft and communication and the things that we've mastered. I'm looking at Mark and I, we've been doing this a long, long time. We can talk shop with anybody, I think at this point, but the stuff that we haven't done as much of, it's okay to be not you know 100% confident. You don't You know, I think you should have as much confidence as you deserve to have.
1: So you think sometimes that tough skin level just does come over time and confidence in your own craft because of the time you've put in. Think
2: about like on your body, like literally like you get calluses in places where there's a lot of wear and tear. And over time, it desensitizes you a little bit and you don't have... The same amount solid of metaphor, mm-hmm.
1: solid, solid. Well, we're talking solid. about literally thick tough skin. skin. It was right. good. That was yeah, solid. It was, it was that was
2: solid. around the <laughs> noggin. So <laughs> it, you go through the pain enough, you don't really feel it the same way. I guess is what I'm saying, and maybe I'm just saying I'm old yeah. No, and, and, I, I, and I've been around for you're a while. Up, but.
3: Your upbringing too, you know. I think I struggled with confidence from you know no dad, you know. Oh, here's the broken home story. But no, and my only father figure was my grandpa, who was a psychopath. He was a psycho. Mine wasn't a psycho. He was, I always liked to hang around him because he was so crafty. This dude built everything. Like, I started snowboarding in the early 80s. And I don't know, they might have been out by that time, but I didn't have a snowboard bag. And I didn't want my board getting all beat up. And my grandpa's like, I'll make one of them. And he made this super cool snowboard bag, right? That's awesome. And it was like water repellent and everything. And he he was just he would reupholster stuff and like that dude could fix anything. But he had the worst temper. He was like cantankerous old man. Mm-hmm. And he'd go, like, go get me this. And I'd get get the wrong tool and he'd freaking cuss me out. And like this, and I was like practically peeing my pants, you know. So this scared the crap out of me. And I just that over time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not an excuse because you shouldn't be defined by that, but But it
1: certainly helps you you understand a
3: healthy influence. You know, Mm -hmm. each day is what you make it. And you can either let that crap ruin you or you can rise above it and be like, no, I'm not going
2: to. I'm just going to jump back again. I've told this story a couple of times, but if you're designing a game, you're going to develop a thick skin because taking your game to strangers when it's broken and not working you're going to get bad feedback mm-hmm. and you have to look past it and it does not feel good mm-hmm. and you have to do it anyway. If you want to be good, if you want to have something that's great in the end and your product and your passion are worth it, if it's not painful, you know, it's probably not worth it.
1: Okay. Can I give myself a score? Mm-hmm. And I think I need some help processing this because I think that I'm like a, whenever I, I do number <laughs> scores, I like to add a uh, adjective in front of it to make it make more sense. So I feel like an untested five. An untested five. (laughs) Because I don't ever allow people to give me bad feedback. I don't
2: know. (laughs) Like,
1: I've been my own boss most of my career, and so Mm -hmm. I just, like, bust and bust and bust. And if somebody ends up not working with us, they don't work with us, and it's fine, and I keep moving on. So maybe it's more than a five. I don't know. But I dare the people close to me to say something bad about what I'm doing. I will just not want to listen. Mm-hmm. My close friends try to say something to me. That's a critique. I'm like, Oh, thanks. I didn't ask your opinion on that. Though. <laughs> so, you know, like I don't really want their opinion because I don't know, that's not the role they have in my life. So that's why I yeah. feel kind of untested because I don't really let it in very much.
0: And you probably have like a very, very small, select few people that you do allow to give you that sort of Like feedback. my mom. She's yeah, like, are you exactly.
1: really going out like that? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, quiet mom, it's going to be fine. <laughs> you know. I didn't
0: ask for your opinion, but I will go change. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I don't know. I think that that's probably a skill that I'm going to have to keep developing because I do shut down a little bit if somebody gives me criticism, especially somebody who's close to me. Mm-hmm. It's a small Same. box to live in. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, honestly, yeah, I would flex those muscles and 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 stretch those. Get swollen. Um, it doesn't. Always- it it doesn't feel good, especially mm-hmm. you know. That a lot of people kind of have a pleaser mentality. I have kind of mm-hmm. been that guy for a long, long time, and kind of unlearning that. But if you're not willing to face those things and grow mm-hmm. and stretch, I mean, you're gonna stay where you are. And I'm not saying this about you, Lacey, but people in general, it's really fear, right? It's fear of being hurt. I mean, everybody in the world, that's like the biggest thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's fear of something.
1: But would you agree you've seen that in me? I'm really not interested in other people,
2: people who are close to me, their opinion. (laughs) There's a 14-step process for giving you constructive criticism.
1: You must say it without these words. You must say, if I were in your position, I might suggest that you try something like this. If anybody says the word you should to me, I will immediately be like, Oh, okay. Would you like to rephrase that in a way that you know is actually a?
0: <laughs> will that will help me. Uh huh. You yeah, get a flowchart of this. <laughs> the flowchart for giving lacy feedback.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll work it out for you. Thank you. Thank you. Being, uh-huh. being told how
2: you should do something is probably not good feedback anyway. Uh huh. Um, the feedback I try to give people, you and and others, when I face these situations, this is what I think about. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it's not about. Me telling them how to do it. It's just telling them my story a little bit, like how mm-hmm. I would think about it, or approach it. It's really easy to accept that feedback now because it's not personal. Mm-hmm. Right. It's about, oh, that's how Mark does it. Mm-hmm. And I do that with you all the time. I mean, but there's something really, I think, hopefully healthy about that, because it's not my job to tell you how you should be thinking or how what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. It's not any of our job to tell other people how to do something or, you know, you could offer a perspective, but people are gonna do whatever they want. Anyway, at the end of the day, people will do what they want.
1: I grew up doing dance and pageants, and so I spent most of my adolescence being judged and given a score and placed Mm -hmm. and i always would place top five but i would never win and i would sob you know i would be on stage with all these trophies i got all this thing but i took second and i would sob okay and so i think in my career i've probably built some walls up to keep from
0: that's something to prove yeah
1: from that pain so i just become the judge of my own success right i'm like fine i will do it all myself i'll be my own judge nobody Uh gave me first
0: place so i will put myself in first place yes we're offering therapy sessions now yes indeed (laughs) you can check out
2: on orange what i mean by that is one please help us because we're all broken here
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay we're
3: certainly not the authority on uh
1: Well, let's (laughs) let's talk a little bit about obviously I think why it's important to develop is clear. I mean, if you're gonna create anything and put it out into the world, it's inevitable that it's going to receive criticism. So you have to get used to it or just be sad and cry in the corner Mm -hmm. for your whole life. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's talk about how we developed this. Okay. So I've got a few things here I want you all to kind of think about how you've developed a thick skin or how you would recommend for people to develop a thick skin. One thing that I really liked, I took from an article on psychology today, don't be self focused. If you do focus on yourself, you'll likely dwell on your shortcomings. Instead, think about your goals, what steps you need to get there. Hmm. So, you know, not focusing on yourself, but focusing on the goal that you're trying to accomplish. I thought that had legs, certainly. Would you agree?
2: Hmm. Say it, Derek. I can see your thinking. Yeah, let me. Mm,
0: let me yeah, uh, so I'm just trying to think. Bound on that.
1: And on that same vein, the first thing that I saw that I grabbed a note was to develop a thick skin. You must first remember you are not the center of the universe. Actually,
0: I like that one. Like
1: you're not that important, bro. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm an only child, oh, so snap. I'll just drop that in mm-hmm. and so that sort of thing where you're like you're not the center of the universe i like to think i'm a well-grounded only child but let's face it i'm an only child and so it's inevitable that
1: you feel like the center of the that
0: universe. i feel like the center of the universe right yeah. and I'm, I'm very aware of that i think i do too yeah
1: uh-huh
0: it's just like I am, don't laugh
1: at me I am inevitable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah and I, I think too relating back to that Look last at one, mark's face t- right now oh, talking about stick. how it don't it's like detach yourself criticism of your work or what you create is not a criticism of you personally, what you do, who you are, what you represent.
2: Right. And sometimes people will phrase it in a way that makes you think that that's true, though. Mm -hmm. The purpose of feedback is often to help you, even though it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've done creative direction or art direction for people. I mean, Daffron, you have too. And you just absolutely hate what you see. And you're like, okay. I see what you're trying to do here. Right, start with that. I you really got a good start. Admire the thought, right? Executionally, I don't think it's working. Here, let's let's break this down, right? Like, you know, this is what I see, and it has nothing to do with the person. It's always about the thing, mm-hmm. right? Well, this is what I see. Somebody tastes your food, right? And you're like, I made that. It's not you. It's Mm -hmm. the food. Right. Right. It's, it's really salty. Well, And
1: it's the food combined with the person's palate.
2: Right. Exactly. You
1: know, and everything that comes with that.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. I think I like to ask questions of, you know, in my experience with junior design people. So that typeface, how come you chose that one? What is it saying? What is it communicating? You know, and I've had intelligent
2: answers and I've also had people say, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. That's definitely the wrong answer yeah yeah a lot of times with junior designers i will hear them say things like well i just wanted this to be really simple straightforward and like apple right like just it's just really clean and i've learned that many many times that's an excuse for not trying something more bold not Mm -hmm. trying something more daring even if you end up going back to that that's great but don't stop with something before it's done don't, don't stop short. Take a little bit of risk. Like th- we're talking, that's what we're talking about is risk. Right. And, and, and the fear of, of, of a, a acceptance or, you know, yeah. a re- rejection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're getting really deep on this topic, but that's the issue and you just kind of have to separate your self-worth and realize that it's a process, right? Like, yeah, it took me three plus years to make, you know, vindication, and it still isn't perfect, right? And some people don't like it, you know? Anything that we make is not going to be for everybody. Perfection costs comes with a price,
3: you know? Yeah. When and I
2: used to screen
3: print t-shirts, I had a print shop, and I would labor over every shirt that came out of the dryer. We had the conveyor belt dryer that would dry the ink on the shirts. And I was realizing that it was taking me, like, two days to print, like, 60 shirts, and that's mm. stupid. And... uh not a model for success and
2: a wise person told me perfectionism like,
3: these shirts have to be really good but they don't have to be perfect and your paralysis by analysis is going to kill your business and your customers are not paying you for perfect work you know there's also extreme cases where people will print really badly and then they'll just stuff them at the bottom of the mm-hmm. pile and hopefully the customer won't notice of course they're going to notice but you know you don't want to do that but Yeah, not yeah. They're they're not. If your game was perfect, you could make a perfect game probably, but it would take three more years and probably cost three hundred dollars. Twenty more years, yeah, yeah.
1: And by that time, the game board industry would be, you know, changing enough.
0: Allowing yourself to not be perfect is not an excuse to do something poorly, though. That's, that's kind of the other piece of that. And that kind of goes with what you're talking about with the shirts at the bottom of the thing. Yeah. Always striving for excellence. Excellence. Yeah.
2: I really love the definition that you started with Lacey where it said, you know, developed mental toughness. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty accurate to be mentally tough is to accept critical feedback and learn from it and come back Mm -hmm. stronger. And I'll tell you what is worthy of respect is when you do that, And you say, I got this feedback from you and I thought that was really valuable, so here's what I did with that. That's a really responsible way to go about it. And I think that that's where you do the most learning and you become better and you master your craft faster and you climb that mountain faster. That's really powerful, but it is scary. And sometimes you just have to just charge into it and be like, you know what? This is going to be a show, right? There's going to be dirt flying (laughs) This is not going to be fun, but this is what it takes for me to be great at what I do instead of mediocre at what I do. I think you should just do it. Do it anyway. That's right.
1: One of the things on here, too, that I really liked is the greater the importance you assign to external expectations, the more dependencies you introduce to your success. So the higher the likelihood that you'll end up pissed off, burnout, or distracted from your work that matters most. So what that's basically saying is you should have more attention on your internal expectations of a project (sighs) than your external expectations.
2: That's powerful.
1: That's why part of the reason, like when we start a Kickstarter... I don't really like to talk about how much money we're going to try to bring in because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like that number that we focus on and shoot for has nothing to do with how good this project is and how much heart is in the project. So if we can focus when we're launching a product on what the purpose of that project was, are we fulfilling the purpose? Then the external things will come. That's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I always model that behavior, Mm -hmm. but it's what I think.
3: Monetarily speaking, you are able to do more, you know, as a creative team, as a business, whether that's hamburgers or making games, you know. But yeah, Ray Kroc said, take care of the customers and the business will take care of itself. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's our heart, I think, with both of our teams, ONAB and Blue Blazes, that
2: on Kickstarter, the backer number means a lot more to us. I'll just tell you that right now. We mm-hmm. we yeah. always look at the number. We're like, oh my gosh, ten thousand five hundred some people. That's community like that because we yeah. believe that a client is worth more than a project, and a customer is worth more than, than a product. A product. Mm-hmm. And that's our model, right? Because we and again, I've said this before. Money is a byproduct of good business, and that's what you're saying, Daffron, Is take mm-hmm. care of the person and you get the loyalty and all all the Mm -hmm. things that come with that and that's the best way to build a business because it is all business boils down to word of mouth all business boils down to word of mouth whether Mm -hmm. it's through marketing nobody's going to really latch onto something until they've been introduced warmly into it
1: but i almost think like there's a level deeper than taking care of the customer taking care of the person and that's your dedication to the product like to the quality of your work
2: to the brand and okay. I know even bigger than that, uh-huh. right? So,
1: all the way down to the why, the purpose of the brand.
2: The product can be as perfect as it can get, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing more you can add to it except service, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in, in service is a dead word these days, right? Because everybody says they have good customer service and they don't even know what that means. I think all these things formulate the value of a brand, the way that people are treated, and then the level at which they execute their product, right? So the, the offering is holistic. You know, I, I have told people for years and years in branding, you know, your brand is not your logo. It's the way you pick up the phone. Mm. It's the it's mm-hmm. the way that you follow up on an email, how long it takes for you to do that. Do you actually care about them? Do you treat a small client as as well as you do a big client? Because your little tiny client, the one that doesn't pay you as much. Has a cousin that's going to be here in two years, and they're going to bring their multi-million-dollar business to you because you took care of the little guy, right? Oh like, yeah,
1: cousins—that's a big deal. Yeah. Always, always seen that with cousins. Watch out for <laughs> the uncles, though. I know. Okay. Keep them, keep a long distance from those uncles.
0: I want to bring something up that's not—it it may be related to kind of what we're talking about. What? But it Mark, better be.
2: <laughs> well, you're fired,
0: Derek. But Mark and I yesterday were talking about wealth and what it means to be wealthy and um that really got me thinking about really identify what makes you wealthy and but don't attach that to money don't even think about money
2: our what conversation about, yesterday derek and i went for thai food yesterday it was delicious and it was delicious i ordered for spice. him i knew his really order good. i know so cute he bought though we, we <laughs> talked <laughs> about what it meant to be wealthy outside of finances mm-hmm. and And we put it like in the career box, like we're talking about Orange Nebula and Blue Blazes. And the conversation was great because neither one of us are really motivated by dollars. Mm -hmm. What are we motivated by? That's a a really good question, right? I think everybody's a little bit different and that's cool. Everybody has a a work-life balance that they're struggling for and striving for. What do you think, Lacey?
1: Well, I think that perception of wealth, at least for myself, comes with behaving in alignment with my own agreements with myself. I feel the most wealthy in life when I'm behaving like the person who I want to be. My kids helped me develop an app idea last night. It's a stop yelling apps that would live on your um, <laughs> on your Apple watch that once it got a certain decibel like Siri, yeah awesome. that's exactly what it is keep your voice down a certain Calm decibel the down. then it would start then it would say <laughs> start saying yell no yell no <laughs>
0: yell no
2: yell no.
1: <laughs> so that's the next app that um, that I'm going to be working that's on brilliant. developing is that's the brilliant. yell no app
2: yell no can um, I give you some criticism about that
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the branding what no, okay. I don't want your opinion <laughs>
2: <laughs> to me it's freedom.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, wealthy people have freedom. And sometimes it's monetarily. That's a result of the freedom because you have the freedom to, you know, have more time to take longer vacations. Pursue your passions. Pursue your passions. Take life at a little bit slower. Yeah, just freedom. Freedom to be there at all your kids' events. Freedom to engage with people at a coffee shop and look in their eyes and talk to them instead of being worried about an appointment or Mm -hmm. I got bills to pay. I got, you know, it's like, and we're all on this hamster wheel. So this is kind of pie in the
0: sky thing. But for me, like wealth is the people I have around me and not necessarily the physical tangible things that, people associate with wealth nice car money house all that good stuff what I really find wealthy is having a good support system around me mm-hmm. both in my work and uh, both my life I have a great set of friends great set of co-workers buttering y'all up and that 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 truly makes me feel wealthy and if I didn't have that I have a feeling I would feel very not wealthy Derek
3: does live like
0: he's wealthy though he just got back from Aspen <laughs> Little ski trip to Aspen, but but part of that to 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 bring that back, <laughs> I, I did get to do that. But a lot of that, like, it wasn't so much of the traveling and the being somewhere and you know doing this thing in a fancy village or town. It was mostly just spending the time with my friends that I value yeah. deeply and Life I know care about me. Slowing down a little bit, yeah. And I felt I felt very wealthy at that point in time. Yeah, and, he, and when, still do. And
3: he showed me a photo like top of the mountain and. It's been a long time since I've snowboarded, but that bluebird, perfectly sunny, fresh snow. I was just telling Derek like that when I saw that. That instantly brought me back to those days, and I was like, that was some of the best time when you're just you're disconnected from everything mm-hmm. and you're
0: out enjoying it's nature time with people you love and value. Yeah, I'm gonna tear up now. Man.
2: Oh no! <laughs> I'm go snowboarding. The I bathroom's think, right there. We can get you some toilet paper to dab your eyes. I think we all have a place that we set in our minds as a destination. But I think once you arrive is when you start to die. I feel like the essence of life is in the struggle. And so some of that is financial, and some of that is is health, and some of that is, you know, your balance. But if you're not working towards something, I don't think you're living, right? For example, I feel like if I was a billionaire, like that would kill so much of, I mean, sure, I could be a philanthropist, and I could like, like, there's so many things that you could do there too. But having everything you want is not the answer, mm-hmm. right? No. Stuff won't
3: buy f- happiness. I think but you'd be like Richard Branson, dude, because he like never stops. <laughs> That's <laughs> what you'd be like if
2: you were. <laughs> you'd be like, like, I don't Rockets know if I accept that ships, another business. I, I, I do respect game. Richard Record labels. Branson. Yeah, yeah, for I mean, British. You you just, can do more, right? Yeah, like yeah. like you can have more impact, and and I I like that. I think you change, you trade one set of of things for another set of things. Like if I yeah. were to win this astronomical lottery, I, I trade one set of problems for another set of problems, and I still have problems, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this is why really wealthy, famous, powerful people have you know, problems. Yeah, and or yeah, <laughs> I mean, that very guy unhappy. though, happy, he, he's a mover. He see, he understands time. Yeah, he, he is the commodity. It's not money. Yeah. Because you can make more money, but you can never get more time. You hear me say that a lot. Yep. I really do believe that. Oh, yeah. And Richard Branson must understand that. I don't know him.
1: Yeah. Well, what or I like. did,
2: Richard. What I like. We're here. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> yeah. Stop what by I, the I, old BBHQ. Come on, Neb, <laughs> HQ. We will host you. You could be on our podcast. It'd be great.
1: <laughs> we have what I like, about, oh gosh, what <laughs> I like about. Oh, my gosh. Enough. What I like about about the conversation coming to this point is that we talked about developing a tough skin, right? Developing the ability to not take personally people's criticism. And one of the best ways that we can do that is by focusing on our internal why, you know? Mm -hmm. And so identifying what would make us wealthy, feel wealthy, Mm -hmm. actually, that's how we continue to develop our tough skin is continue to clarify what it is that we actually want because the rest of the words are just noise right it's just noise and if it doesn't impact what's inside us so if we're clear on what it is that we're trying to get inside us uh what we're trying to actually feel like then it, it doesn't matter what anybody else says what anybody else does mm-hmm. about the work that we're creating yeah
0: that's yeah, very True, right? way to take it home that's All perfect. Right. truth bomb
1: all right, let's wrap it up. Let, let's close this shop down. Okay? Bring out the wrapping paper and the Um, tape. If you want to hear Shout more back. from us, you can find us
2: orangenebula.com.
1: Sign up for our email newsletter there. We send out all of the first <gasps> updates, anything really interesting. It's first coming out there. Where mm-hmm. else can you find us? Daffron, where can you find us? At
3: Orange
0: Nebula.
1: He, at Orange Nebula on, on Instagram, gram. Twitter, Facebook. Good. Where else, Derek? Come hang out with us in
0: The Outpost. Group on Facebook. Uh, cut cut this say. out because I'm going porky pig here. <laughs> the Outpost community <laughs> on Facebook. We've also, <laughs>
1: we've also got a Facebook group yeah, for the Unsettled out. board game, the Vindication board game, and we would love to see you in any of those channels. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you hanging out with us today. Heck I know yeah. it's it's a, it's a task for you.
2: I'm just gonna plant the seed right now. Okay. We are dropping some bombs in the next. Is new on some things that we are bringing into this world. So, orange that you know, nebula. nothing com. about, yeah, get on the mailing list, top hop on the hype train, suffer the consequences.
1: All right, we appreciate you all. We hope you're not suffering too many consequences yes, today. I'm waving in she's
2: right <laughs> <laughs> waving bye. All right, it's we will talk
1: you to wave you wave soon. You to bye.
0: What are you drinking? Apple juice. Apple juice. I asked her that just a little bit ago because so it, it looks
1: just looks like a questionable beer.
0: color, but also apple juice and. It's a light beer with no. <laughs> <laughs> a flat light beer. It's a flat
2: light <laughs> beer. <laughs>